Hey, and welcome to the podcast that shall not be named, episode 408, for 1 December 2022, the Royal Great Canadian National Day of Podcasting, a.k.a. Candop. So, yes, I do still exist. Still here, still moving, still youping along as the virtual youper. And yes, it's only the second episode of 2022. Actually, it will be only the second episode after CanDop from last year, 2021. This is the longest uh, pause in episodes I have had in the, how long has it been? 16 years of podcasting. We'll get over that. So yes, obviously lots has happened this year. No way I'm going to be able to get into all of that in one Candop episode. And yes, I have tried on numerous occasions to record episodes during the year. Uh, either I was too tired, wasn't with it enough, or it hit that uh, there's good enough and not good enough. And the final product was certainly what I felt to be not good enough to release. But uh, there were many attempts to record, especially around uh, MMPR this summer, which I dearly missed going to. Probably a good thing I didn't go, but uh, um, as they say, my papers were not in order. So I'm in the process of getting that straightened out. Hopefully um, my passport and paperwork will be in order by the time uh, PodCamp Toronto comes around, if there is a PodCamp Toronto. I hear rumors of it. Um, If not, once my papers are in order, I'm going to travel south to go north of the border. Anyhow, been way too long since I've seen my friends uh, in Toronto, Hamilton, Ontario, and Montreal, and places in between. So, um, where do I go with this? Yeah, lots is going on. Uh, Certainly much has happened since uh, the last episode this spring, and I'm not exactly sure at the moment. I'd have to go back and listen to it exactly when I recorded that. Um... It was either right before or right after the passing of my mother in February. Um, I should have gone back and listened to that first before I recorded this, but I did not want to delay recording this any further than I already have. It was my intent to record it last night. Uh, Normally I record my CanDop episodes right right after midnight uh, on the very beginning of December 1st. And uh, as usual... Life got in the way yesterday, and uh, instead, uh, gale force winds up on the mountain to cause a critical failure in our network. Boy, this sounds familiar, doesn't it? And uh, I enlisted the help of uh, one of my sons, Mark, to go up with me, and we went up and made repairs instead. And uh, I even thought about recording on the way up and down, but uh, my son had a playlist that he really wanted to listen to, and it was the least I could do considering he was willing to get up at 10 o'clock at night and go up the mountain with me to make repairs and 55 and 60 mile an hour winds. It was pretty intense up there. We weren't even sure we were going to make it up. We just like, well, we just replaced all this equipment up there. 
both batteries and wind generation chargers and controllers and such. And when this failure happened, if we didn't go up, we knew things were going to self-destruct. So we figured we at least had to make the effort. See, we're already into the day in the life of a Uper here. And uh, we figured things got too dicey, we'd come back down. Now, only a week ago, uh, after several feet dump of snow up there, the only way to get up was using the uh, tracked rescue vehicle from the fire department, uh, which we did use to make a couple of trips to, to finish changing out equipment and make repairs. But since then, uh, Chris and I went down to Illinois for uh, Thanksgiving holiday to visit her mom and, and uh, my in-laws. And while I was down there, uh, temperatures creeped back up here, and a lot of the, there's still plenty of snow around for sure, but uh, a lot of that several feet of snow had melted down to the point where uh, it was possible to take the company truck back up again with great care and going up the west side and not the east side. There are certain roads that remain somewhat navigable um, later into the year, and the road last night we took was uh, the one, the last one that's uh, normally negotiable. And even then, it was pretty dicey at places. Not, not necessarily because of the snow. I got good snow tires on the truck. But they are very steep inclines, and with the melting snow last week and then the refreezing, there's a lot of ice underneath the snow. So kind of play the trick where you go off to the side of the road into the ditch a little bit so your tires have got something to grab onto other than ice. And we managed to make it up there and, and get her done. Anyhow, so yes, so much has happened this year, including a reference to Mark being back. Yes, the last time you heard from me, he was out in Montana. And uh, he wound up coming back from Montana in July and going back to work for the DNR. Uh, that's a story in itself. Uh, but the short version is partially because, yeah, he had wanted to come back and work for the DNR anyhow. Uh, but he didn't want to leave the ranch before the uh, sheep birthing. Uh, there's, a, there's a term for it. Anyhow, the baby sheep being born, he wanted to be there to help finish that. But uh, his return back was actually expedited by the drought in the U.S. this year. Uh, drought hit uh, the ranch in Montana so badly that uh, despite the fact that it's 9,000 acres, there wasn't enough grass growing on the ranch to be able to support the herds. So uh, the owner had to sell off, brought family in to help maintain the ranch, and had to lay off the employees. Um, so Mark wound up coming back a little earlier than he planned, but at the same time had been planning on coming back anyhow. So I guess I did give you the full story there. Again, day in the life of a youper. So uh, we have had a later start to winter, much later than normal. Uh, the typical up here is it starts snowing by the end of September. Things don't necessarily start sticking. And it was probably pretty close. The first snowfall was either the very end or just the first week of October. And then things would come, snow, melt off, come, snow, melt off. You know, that normal cycle. Uh, until a couple weeks ago, we had snow and it started to stick. And we really had to start getting to the get her done category of stuff that you put off to the end of tour season. Want to get it done before snow and winter really set in. And uh, Mark and I were working along. Um, it would be the week before last now. I keep thinking of Thanksgiving just being a couple days, but that was a, a week out of my life last week because, hey, I'm supposedly retired, but uh, it did affect our scheduling. 
Uh, Chris and I went down when we felt like it, and we came back when we felt like it. So we spent uh, further, a longer time away than, than normal. And uh, magically, that week, this becomes a uh, you know, short, short block in my past memory. But yes, two weeks ago, stay on target, Mike. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, Mark and I were working around, just had finished up the roof on the house. For those that follow me on Facebook, you know that we tore the roof down to the wood and started over again. Got that done just before the weather hit. And we were working on the driveway one day and planning on finishing things up the next. And uh, the little uh, winter uh, advisory, wasn't even a warning, that we might have a couple of inches of snow overnight, turned into two feet by the next morning. Um, so we had to do some major readjusting uh, in our schedules and what we were going to do. So instead of doing other chores around the property and more construction work, uh, uh, again, another squirrel moment. I don't normally clear snow this time of year until things really get frozen in and, you know, building up. But uh, a sudden two feet dump does require some removal, especially of wet, heavy snow. So Mark and I uh, got the tractor out of a very deep snow drift. It was able to pull itself out, but didn't have the tire chains on it yet, so drove the tractor over to the garage, put the tire chains on, then went back and recovered the blower out of the snow drift because, of course, it didn't have the blower hooked up yet. <laughs> got everything connected up and started clearing snow. So, yeah, that was the sudden start of winter for us. So it would have been the Thursday, Friday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, it'd be about the timing on that, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it was. As I said, it's all a blur. So much going on. So where do I go from here? As I said, there's there, there there's been many, 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 many events this year. Most of which I said, yeah, I should be recording this. Hopefully I will find time in the near future to start doing just that. Still kind of recovering from the uh, COVID Recovery Act, the podcasting version, not COVID itself, and my fellow podcasters that have had to readjust their schedules know exactly what I'm talking about, especially here in the U.S. And uh, I've mentioned it, I think, in the last episode or the episode before, so I won't be leaguer it too much uh, in this particular Candop episode. But uh, suffice it to say, it's still a bit of a downer to pull 16 years worth of episodes offline. Despite the fact that I know mine are legal. Everything in mine, especially the musical content, came from podcast safe music sources. I just, uh, unfortunately, the burden of proof is up on me now to prove that that is the case. And uh, most of those sites that uh, had the agreements with don't exist anymore. So I'm going to have to go through episode by episode and find out what figure out what I can prove is legal and what I can't hang on a second throat clearing moment there so um, I'm at the lighthouse lookout by the way you may or may not hear uh, Fanny Ho Crick bubbling along in the uh, uh, probably about 50 feet off to my left there so the, the noise canceling properties of the old earbud excuse me the wired earbud microphone may be preventing uh, it from coming through. See a couple deer walking in front of me. Oh, that's a, that's a good six-pointer there, eh? Well, you're safe now, dude. I think hunting season's over. Well, at least uh, the gun hunting season's over. It's December 1st. 
He's in the state park anyhow. He knows it. Just came to say hi. Watch the virtual Yupa record and move on. So things that did happen this year. Yes, I retired, but yes, I'm still working every day. Um, currently not getting paid for it, thanks to the wonderful uh, retirement rules in the United States, especially for the first year. Um, I reached the maximum income I could earn for the year, which is not a lot under Social Security, by the way. Uh, back in August, receiving my last partial check at the beginning of September. So I'm not getting paid for either the paramedic work I'm doing or the network work I'm doing. Uh, and cannot get paid until January 1st. Fortunately, uh, both agencies have contacted Social Security and said, Hey, can he continue to accrue time and can we pay him after January 1st? And the government says, Oh yeah, yeah, you can do that. You just can't pay him before January 1st or we'll take away his retirement benefits. Yeah, great. There's a long story there too. So yes, I'm continuing the work. No, I'm not getting paid. I do get my Social Security retirement check each month. And fortunately, um, Mrs. Virtual Uper is still working since she is uh, considerably younger than I am and not ready to retire yet. So uh, we're, we're getting by pretty good here. And uh, we also had taken out a pretty considerable construction loan, i.e. for replacing the roof and stuff. And since I'm doing it myself with my son, we're doing it fairly inexpensive. So the loan we took out, yes, it's another squirrel moment. Keep up if you can. Uh, the loan that we took out was uh, for about $27,000. Uh, got it before the interest rates really started to climb, so that was a good move on that part. We did get the loan before I understood the, uh, the lasting additional complications uh, and ramifications of retiring this year, uh, but that was a lucky thing on my part. Uh, the $27,000 loan, by the way, would barely have covered the new roof on my house if I had had a company do it. Uh, prices have skyrocketed in the U.S. I don't know what they're like in Canada right now. It wouldn't have been cheap anyhow, but uh, um, comparable homes to ours in the area as far as square footage of roofs um, had been quoted as high as twenty dollars to $22,000 for a new roof. Um, with materials and uh, hauling it to the transfer station and fuel to do so and everything uh, I was able to do the roof in our house taking it all the way back down to the wood and starting over again for just about $3,000 not including when I paid my son because I am paying my son uh, to help me with the construction work not paying myself however but uh, obviously that was a major cost saver and allows us to do other things like build a new deck in the house, replace the old one, replace the heating system in the house, replace the heating system in the garage, finish the floors upstairs in the garage. Uh, this next spring we'll be putting a new roof on the garage. And all of that will still be coming out of that original construction loan that uh, my wife and I took out last summer. But in the meantime, um, I'm keeping a ledger of what's getting spent everywhere. And since I am not getting paid, I am also, uh, as necessary, my wife and I are pulling money out of that construction loan to live on for the rest of the year. <laughs> Fortunately, we had that nest egg sitting there that we can do that. And I also know I've got, uh, uh, from two different employers, four months worth of income getting paid to me in January. Which, yes, is also going to uh, hasten the, uh, the income limit for 2023. But that's a whole different set of tax laws and ramifications. And again, 
I'm getting way too involved in that here. Oh my gosh, it's good to be talking to you again. Um, I would like to call up my friend Amanda. She is getting ready to start her own podcast and uh, had contacted me about the uh, just the ins and outs and what to research for starting her own podcast and whether she wanted to do video or audio. And in her case, I know this is a term many of you will uh, uh, pay attention to, maybe bristle at. She needs to monetize. Monetize, monetize. Um, but yes, that's a thing for some people, and it's very understandable. Uh, and for numerous podcasts, well, maybe not too numerous, but for several podcasts, uh, my wife and I definitely support them through Patreon for doing exactly what my friend Amanda is about to start doing. In her case, she is a very dedicated single mom um, with a son with uh, Down syndrome. Wonderful young man. Uh, We call him Brady P. or Braden, and uh, he is one of the lights of Copper Harbor. It's always a a brightening of the day to see him, and he'll run up and give me a high five. It's always cool. And uh, in her other uh, duties and responsibilities, she's thought maybe uh, she's doing a website She's been doing a website for a while, and uh, she thought she'd add a podcast to that and see if she can get some additional income going along with that. So I'm going to do what I can to help her get that going. Although um, I made it clear to her that uh, the uh, virtual Ubercast podcast that should not be named and other podcasts that you may be aware of, but not spoken of here, um, have been uh, (laughs) non-for-profit. I don't think they could be for profit. I wanted them to be. But uh, that's beside the case. Anyhow, thank you, Amanda. You also helped get me going on this and get me moving again. So I call out to you. So, um, 18 minutes into this, I'm going to try to get another episode going today. But uh, I need to get back to uh, uh, the virtual Uber home, the cabin on Lake Fennihill, and get things ready for the day because Mark and I got stuff to do. But uh, I think I'll share a story from our trip back. As I said, we headed down to Illinois for Thanksgiving. And uh, on the new semi-retired schedule, I was able to do it on uh, my own terms and my wife's own terms. And although my wife's still working, she is no longer working as assistant postmaster, which was the most time-critical job that she had. Everything else she pretty much schedules on her own. So we're a little much more free to travel, leave when we want to, and come back when we want to, within within reason. And uh, with the help of uh, Mark being close to uh, the Uper compound, he is more than happy to stay back and uh, take care of the dogs and the cats and uh, take that worry off our hands. Mark normally would be coming with us on some holidays, but he's planning on staying put for a while after traveling out to Montana and back, down to Illinois and back, and down to southern Wisconsin and back, and down to the lower Michigan and back. And the uh, last year, he's ready to just uh, not drive any long distances for a while, and I fully understand that. But uh, as I said, we went down to visit family, and on the way back, we visited... Uh, good friends of ours in Wisconsin and the farm that uh, our horses had stayed at when we moved up here in the harbor. And uh, we stayed in nearby Manitowoc, Wisconsin, uh, breaking the trip up on the way back so that we had a six, seven hour drive, eh, closer to eight hour drive uh, for that final leg coming back. 
stayed in a hotel that uh, I hadn't been at before, not far from the fire department that I interned at. My internship for firefighting EMS, actually for a paramedic. I didn't do the firefighting internship there, but the paramedic internship I did do there was at the Manitowoc Fire Department. And as I normally do, um, I normally have a station shirt underneath my street clothes because I never know when I'm going to have a call and it's much easier, especially in the ambulance, just to take the street shirt off, have the station shirt on and, and be in the uniform. And because of that, I'm normally wearing a station shirt at all times. Well, I got up uh, Tuesday morning to get my coffee in the hotel room and much to my uh, dismay, there was not a coffee pot in the room. I'm like, oh, geez, coffee cups, but no coffee pot. So I like grumble, grumble. I'll get dressed. You know, the, the uh, hotel lobby was only maybe 100 feet, if that, from the room. Not a big jaunt on the same floor even. So I got dressed. Didn't bother putting my street shirt on. Just stayed in the station shirt, my jeans, and walked out to the lobby in my slippers and uh, went to fill my coffee cup. It's fairly early in the morning. Uh, the hotel manager was there, and one of the housekeeping staff was sitting on the couch waiting to uh, get cleaning rooms, but she couldn't start uh, before 8 o'clock. Actually, I think it was before 7 at that point. I walked in, said hi to the staff, and uh, the housekeeper looked at me, and she said, Oh! She noticed the station shirt and said, yeah, My father was uh, uh, the fire chief of uh, XYZ department. And she said, when he retired, he gave me his shirt, and I kept it, loved it. And uh, when I got divorced, my husband took off with my station shirt. And she said, I missed that, and missed the reminder of my dad. And I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. And we talked about fire departments, and, and I explained to them that I had done my internship in, in Manitowoc, but we didn't live anywhere in the area anymore. And she said, yeah, she hoped to get back to her hometown sometime in the near future. And she knew guys that were still in the department that uh, were there, uh, that served under her dad. And she was hoping to get a station shirt from the department again when she got back. Well, I had the nice chat, went back to the room and uh, was drinking my coffee and getting things packed up to head back up to the harbor. I looked at the top of my luggage and I saw my fire and rescue shirt my old fire and rescue shirt. I've got uh, a couple station shirts and I've got two fire and rescue shirts. And one of them, I'm a, this was its last trip. It's ripped under the arms. It's had years of use in the field. Literally have worn that shirt fighting uh, fires in the woods and on numerous, numerous ambulance calls. And I literally had been thinking about uh, retiring that shirt when we got back to the harbor. And I looked at it, and I thought about the conversation with the young lady out front. Looked at the shirt again, and I said, no, I know what I need to do here. So I picked the shirt up, tucked it under my arm, got my coffee cup to get another uh, refill. And uh, got about halfway down the hallway, and there was the same lady. Uh, say she'd be in her early 30s, getting ready to go into the next room to, to clean. And I stopped in front of her, and I said, hey thinking about this and it's about to retire the shirt it's ripped up it's got holes in it but it's got many miles many nights in the fire station numerous fire calls and many many ambulance calls I was wondering if you'd like it and the young lady started to cry 
And she said, I'd love it. She goes, my dad's shirt was ripped up. It had holes in it. It had holes in the back, holes under the arm. She says, but it's real. And yes, I'd love it. So that made my day. As I said, I literally was going to retire that shirt. And I wait to the last second because we don't have a lot to spread around. We never give those shirts out. Uh, the normal shirt that uh, is available in the harbor for uh, purchase if you're a tourist. And even then, uh, there haven't been any available for a couple of years now as our normal blue shirt. Uh, but we never, never sell or give out the fire rescue shirts. But in this one case, I suspect that the fire chief would, would have approved. So that's my virtual youper story for the day. Tales from the Harbor, although that came from Manitowoc, Wisconsin. I hope this episode finds you well. I have much to catch up on. I hope that now that I'm quote-unquote retired, I'm able to start rebuilding the podcast library that's out there again. It's 16 years worth. It's there. It's offline, but it's not offline. It's online, but uh, you have to know how to get to it. Until I figure out the legal ramifications of putting episodes back up, i got to be careful about that. But I do plan on bringing them back. But more importantly, there's another project that's been sitting there since the pandemic that has to be addressed. Uh, as many of you know, there were issues with uh, Bob Goyetch's websites getting hacked and viruses inserted. And the websites were due to expire. And uh, Kat and I and Mark talked about it. And thankfully, Pasty.net, the internet service provider that I've been working with for nearly 20 years now um, took up the cause and since they are also a uh, uh, domain provider took over the registrations for Bob's domains for cat stuff and the rest of the domain lists so that they would not expire and that cat would not have to pay for them but there is a major task and trying to reconstruct the websites. They uh, all are, uh, if you look at them on the website right now, they're all in Arabic, they're all infected, and uh, anything that says the podcast episode is not really there. So we pulled that stuff offline. It needs to be rebuilt. I had been bringing some of those episodes back in Podcasters Across Borders, or is it Without Borders? Podcasters Without Borders. I think that was my other site that I have. And I was putting select episodes up on that until the COVID relief bill referred to earlier in this episode. So that's probably the highest priority to start getting Bob's episodes back up somehow, some way. Stay tuned. I'll figure out something. Start talking to the rest of the crew about it, see what we can do about it. But with that, I need to head back. I'll try to get another episode out on another feed yet today, but uh, it wouldn't be uh, December 1st without canned out. Take care, all. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Don't lie to 
Customer Z.